Welcome to episode three of Freedom and Ease, the podcast for holistic, creative women who want more nourishment, balance, and meaning in their daily lives and businesses. I'm your host, Elizabeth Kelsey Bradley, writer and life coach over at SaveringSimplicity.com and founder of ThrivingHealer.net. And today we're talking about self-love. You know, for a long time, I kind of avoided the topic of self-love. Um, and researching it and delving into it because I saw it was popular and trending. And I kind of made uh, the assumption that it was uh, had to do with, you know, getting an extra massage in here or there or, you know, spending t- more me time and kind of like recharging. And that's something I'm very, uh, you know, I, I feel is integral. But I kind of take self-love a little bit further than that in, in, uh, in being not just something that's like, fitting in a massage here or, you know, doing yoga here and there, but something that's actually all-encompassing, that is how you live your daily life. Sort of how Danielle Laporte um, talks about, you know, how you follow uh, your desires in her desire mapping process and make it a daily occurrence so it's not just once in a while, it's how you live. But now the, the more and more I research into just how important this all-encompassing self-love really is and how I'm living my life and how I'm pursuing happiness. I just, I feel more compelled to write about this topic now more, you know, more than ever. Um, I live in Thailand and I'm currently actually at my friend's beautiful resort. My friend Ang and um, her husband Krid are Lana, which is a culture actually here in Thailand that has its own language and it's, it's actually, you know, it's, it's kind of not, it's not Thai because every single uh, area or many areas in, in, in provinces here in Thailand were actually their own kingdom. And it's been fascinating for me to, to learn more about their culture as well as the Thai culture, of which they are now a part of in modern-day Thailand. And also to get to know more about just Thailand in general. And, you know, there's so many things I love about it here, which is why I've lived here for five years. But at the same time, I'm discovering that this actually is a culture that has probably some of the highest standards for beauty uh, more than anywhere else I've ever lived. And I've lived in many places from Korea to Italy to spending many, many, many years in France, the U.S., you know, the U.K., and I've even been in uh, India and um, Kenya and lived there for a very brief amount of time. But, um, you know, this is just absolutely, (laughs) it's like the standards here and the obsession with having a certain type of skin color and being a certain type of weight is something that is affecting a lot of my friends and strangely enough, it affects me too. The reason being is that not only are uh, women and men putting an extreme pressure on themselves uh, due to, you know, seeing the media and um, ads and whatnot in daily life and family pressuring them to look a certain way, but they vocalize it if you don't look that way. So, you know, I, for example, I, I happen to have very light skin and people like that, and I personally <laughs> want to get a tan and have darker skin, but um, I get insulted actually to my face uh, quite frequently from good friends. And you know, they do it in kind of a, a joking way, but in a way that, you know, it's kind of odd because it's like, you know, why, what would make you think that? You know, what would make you feel that way? Or what would make you even kid about that? That's not very nice, essentially. But to them, it's so ingrained because it's done to them that they, they perpetuate it and keep bringing it up to others. 
And it's been bizarre to me, um, especially hearing my friends insult themselves about not having, fitting the standard. And as I mentioned before, one of the weird trends here is for women to have very white skin, um, which to me is very bizarre because when I was living in France as a, as a kid, um, you know, I was always told I needed to have darker skin and, and I needed to get a tan and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What was wrong with me? Was I not healthy for being so white? You know, and I, I'm kind of one of those people who's like, okay, whatever, you know, I don't really care what other people think. Um, but at the same time, I kind of, it, it, it made me, you know, want to subconsciously spend more time in the sun or whatever and attempt to, to meet that standard. Um, but I never met it there, obviously. But here, um, you know, because I don't tan, essentially. <laughs> but here, it's like hearing my friends who have gorgeous, dark skin that I would absolutely, I just think is just stunning, say that they want to be white or that they want to have my skin color or, you know, they, they buy products that actually bleach their skin. It, it really upsets me. You know, upsets me that they view themselves that way, which is why I want to bring up this topic of self-love now um, in the podcast because, my gosh, you know, the beauty standards in every country um, are just crazy, you know, um, not only obviously here, but in the States, I remember living there and, um, you know, it just was really interesting because I have dark hair, for example, it was kind of, I was always told I should dye my hair blonde, you know, and then hearing my friends again, talk about, uh, you know, when they want to lose weight, put up photos of extremely skinny models that they aspire to look like. And to me, it was kind of like, well, I don't even think those are accurate uh, you know, photos, they've probably been photoshopped, you know, are you going to feel disappointment if you don't hit that goal? You know, it's kind of, it, and it's not just weight, and it's not just looks. Self-love also has to do, as I said before, it's an all-encompassing thing. It also has to do with having uh, your thoughts um, be in the right place for you and working with you as opposed to working against you. And as my friend, uh, life coach Deborah Chalk, who studied under Martha Beck um, in, her, in her coaching program, um, has really taught me the importance of doing the mental work it takes to believe in yourself and to get rid of these um, limiting uh, and self-sabotaging beliefs. And not just, uh, you know, ones that have to do with uh, you know, your looks or how you feel about yourself, but also how much you feel you can earn in your business. For me, this was the number one thing that I had to do work on. And I didn't think I did. You know, I thought, because I'm one of those people, money doesn't really matter to me. I don't sit and think about it in the same way. I don't have the same goals that some people do with their businesses of like, I have to make X amount, you know. Um, I'm just not motivated by that. I'm more motivated like, oh, you know, do you want to go to Japan with me or something like that? Then I'd be motivated to, to, to do what it takes to, to get to go and to enjoy myself with my family on that trip type of thing. So, but, and I thought that was fine. You know, I don't have to be motivated by making a certain goal, monetary goal in my business. Uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm making enough. I feel great. Um, but when I enrolled in Gina DeVee's, the Academy Online, which is a, coaching, uh, life coaching or divine living coaching and business program for women coaches. And also started working with my client, um, Jessica, uh, who is a success coach. I started to realize the importance of doing daily uh, work to increase my money mindset and my wealth consciousness, as well as to help my clients um, who come to me actually for blog coaching and uh, social media consulting as well as life coaching, 
help them get into this habit too. And I'll tell you something. You know, by doing this uh, work with regards to money mindset, which I'm going to tell you more about in a minute and how you can increase yours. And um, it, it, it has tr truly transformed my business. Um, on the weeks that I'm doing it, the regular reading um, to increase my wealth consciousness, I have my best weeks ever. I sign up clients out of the blue. I have things uh, happen that I never thought would happen, that I'd never intend to happen, such as um, having a blog uh, potentially be accepted into the Lonely Planet Pathfinder uh, program, which would be wonderful, to having Canva.com asked to join my group Pinboard, which is a wonderful thing, um, to, you know, things like that that are really out, out of the blue, being featured on a big website, stuff like that. Um, and if I stop doing the work, guess what happens? I have challenges that arise. I have some of my worst weeks, um, you know, in my business. And, you know, as much as we like to convince ourselves, hey, money doesn't matter and it's okay if, you know, and maybe we tell ourselves money's not good anyway, you know, you don't want to have too much or whatever it is. You know, money does affect us, okay? It affects our families. It affects what we can eat, if we can afford organic or not. It affects how much stress we have in our daily lives. It affects our marriages. In fact, one of the top reasons most couples, you know, have um, fight or whatnot usually has to do with money issues. And is there any wonder with the costs in today's world? You know, I'm lucky I live in a place that's very affordable, but still I have to bring in, bring in an income and, and help our family, you know, and uh, afford to, to, to do the things that we want to do. And also to be able to invest in my business and my education, as well as my daughter's education. So, you know, money does matter uh, in, our today, in, in our world today because it helps you have a happier life with more balance and the ability to nourish yourself more. But of course, like I just said, we convince ourselves otherwise. You know, maybe we say we don't deserve it. Maybe we say it's not necessary. Maybe we say, you know, hey, it's okay to just be small and not put ourselves out there, whatever the reason is. Usually it has to do with not being good enough or feeling that money is bad or evil. It actually all has to do with, again, going back to this money mindset, as well as how much self-love we have because, you know, if you have a high self-worth, uh, the idea of maybe making 10K months is like natural to you, you know, no problem. You can, you feel you can do that. But if you're struggling, um, you know, uh, with, with really believing that you're worth it, that you do good work, that you put out good work, um, it's, it's, it might be more challenging for you to fathom, um, you know, making that kind of income, even though you might want to, you know, might really enjoy it. So, um, you know, and again, it's not about making a certain amount of money, like, because that amount of money equals success. I don't believe that for, for a second. I don't believe that somebody's self, you know, self-worth is necessarily tied to a dollar sign. But at the same time, as I just said before, you know, how you view yourself will increase how much money you make, you know. So that might sound a bit like a contradiction, but... If you start to do the money uh, mindset work and read books like Think and Grow Rich, you know, see how you feel because this is all that it has to do with. How do you feel when you make that kind of income? Do you feel, you know, uh, I mean, how do you feel when you start to read books that increase your mind uh, mindset, money mindset? Do you feel motivated to work with a certain type of client? Do you feel motivated to market your business? Because like I said, when I'm doing my blog coaching or, or social media consulting, 
um, or even life coaching. You know, I have clients that want to make a good living from their coaching businesses or from, uh, you know, whatever they're doing for work, but it's not happening and they won't let themselves do it. And it, again, has something to do with the self-worth of not wanting to put themselves out there so that they would be seen. And many of us feel, you know, that because we're all imperfect, that, wow, should we actually put ourselves out there? Should we say we're coaches, writers, yoga teachers, uh, acupuncturists, etc.? Should we actually own that and really market ourselves? And I think writers especially feel that way. So anyway, self-love is something, like I said, that's all-encompassing. It is something, it's owning your worth, and it's telling people, you know, yeah, I am... Uh, you know, I am worth this. I am doing work that's important. I am a, a great mother, uh, you know, or father or sister or wife, you know. Uh, and, and it's saying that whatever you're, you do, you're doing it. Uh, and you feel good doing it and that you're happy. And at the end of the day, you know, you're not your job. You're not your, uh, you're not your looks. You're not your possessions. You know, you're not any of those things. You're a spiritual being, and you have uh, limitless capabilities, in my opinion. The only thing that's going to hold you back and hinder your progress uh, is how you feel about yourself. Um, and doing the work necessary um, and purchasing books and reading books or, or checking out from your local library, um, you know, The Desire Map by Daniela Laporte, Think and Grow Rich, and, and other books is really going to help you if you're doing this daily, because again, it has to be a daily thing, as challenging as that might seem. You know, if you're going to do that, you're going to you're going to notice that you feel better about yourself, and you're going to have a better, more uh, fulfilling life, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. So I challenge you to actually spend some time every day journaling and reading books like this, and really working on how you know you feel about yourself right now, and what are people saying to you or society saying to you that's really hindering uh, your progress or hurting the way that you feel about yourself. Can you find a network of women in your area that um, can help support your goals and desires right where you are, a positive support group? If you're a blogger, I welcome you to join um, Blogging Boost, which is a positive space for um, bloggers who are at whatever level they are at with their blog to come and share their frustrations, struggles, and wins on uh, Facebook. If you're a yoga teacher, there are plenty of communities um, out there to help you, you know, connect with like-minded women of all different kinds of, uh, you know, levels of yoga, uh, or yogi levels, <laughs> you know, absolutely look into supporting yourself, um, in as many ways as you can by finding mentorship, maybe hiring a coach, talking with your family about your dreams and desires and getting them on board because you are worth it and doing the daily work that it takes to get your mind in the place it needs to be to allow yourself to have the things that you want and to have that nourishing lifestyle um, that many of us try to deny ourselves you know it's it's going to be worth it so do the work necessary my name is elizabeth kelsey bradley and you've been listening to freedom and ease please tune back next week for another episode where we're going to be talking about other subjects that have to do with expanding your business so you can have more freedom and ease in your daily life.